Sir Paul Judge, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. You're chairman of Schroeder Income Growth Fund and director of a number of other public companies. You've got an honorary appointment as Alderman of the City of London, President of the Chartered Institute of Marketing and of the Association of MBAs. Quite a formidable list. If we begin by taking an overview of the situation managers face in a globally troubled business world, what challenges do you think they're presented with today? Well, there are a series of challenges for managers. Uh, Firstly, the world is moving ever faster. Technological change is causing movements in markets and movements in people's perceptions of the world. And so they have to keep themselves fully up to date and be able to respond to change. Also, people are becoming more empowered. They've got more information. They're therefore more difficult, in a sense, to manage. They, in fact, they don't want to be managed. They want to be led. And leadership is very key to that. Competition, in the end, is between workforces, whether you're trying to increase market share or indeed fight a war. And leading those workforces is absolutely vital. And so I think the ability to be uh, on top of the change and the ability to relate to other people and to inspire them are absolutely key skills now for managers. And that inspiration, that management of leadership, imparting the skills, is very much what Cambridge Judge Business School does, isn't it? It is playing a role in helping managers to achieve this. Well, yes, right from the beginning, 20 years ago, we've always been keen on the human element of business and of helping the people with teamwork exercises and all of those sorts of things so that they actually see it not just as a functional activity of accounting or marketing or whatever, but they really do see that one needs to pull together all the different skills and that they have to be integrated. And often in business, there are no absolutely right answers. One has to work out the best path forward. And that is very much a matter of human interaction, which we've always uh, encouraged strongly here. And also that desire to keep learning, not just to do a degree, an MBA, a PhD, but to keep coming back. And that's what you've done this weekend at the Grand Reunion Weekend. Your career began here in in Cambridge at Trinity, and then you went into business with Cadbury Schweppes in finance, then in Kenya, then Cadbury Typhoon. Have you always felt that this journey back to Cambridge was important? Well, being here, of course, was transformational uh, 40 years ago, and uh, it led on to uh, my career and everything else that, uh, that has happened. But I think many people do find that uh, in the first maybe 20 years after they graduate, they tend to move away, but then they, they, they come back to their sort of home or their intellectual home. And I've certainly been on that journey, and the last 20 years have become progressively more involved with the university, both uh, at the business school itself and also with my college and with uh, alumni communications and, and chairing the board for the CAM magazine and other things for the university. And your, your involvement with the Cambridge Judge Business School began in the late 1980s. How important are these increasing links between business and academia? Because if the West is facing a challenge like never before with, with the emerging markets of China, India, Brazil, South, South America, it's the knowledge economy that the West needs to trade on. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's the added value. Um, that we have to provide. And, of course, the thought leadership, which a major business school can uh, generate, is vital in this. And one sees it in the cluster 
around Cambridge of the biotech and the IT in particular, where the academia, the business and the professionals and the consultants can all work together and clearly the um, whole is greater than the sum of the parts. It gives tremendous strength. A whole number of spin-out companies are building on the academic research, but then people who understand commercialization and understand business can then take those ideas forward. And so I think now the, the business school is very much the hub and the center for entrepreneurial learning, uh, provides tremendous services to many, many startup companies uh, around the Cambridge area. So if, if business takes pride in the power of its brand, you, Sir Paul Judge, must be extremely pleased with the journey of the Cambridge Judge Business School from 1954 when it was situated in the old engineering department uh, to, to when in 1996 the Queen opened it. Uh, it's been quite a journey, isn't it? Could we credit you with having a vision? Well, I, I went from Cambridge to a major US business school and I remember thinking vaguely at the time it would be good if Cambridge had a business school. Um, and but then it was following my 13 years at Cadbury Schweppes, I then initiated and led the buyout of their food companies to form premier brands. And fortunately, we sold that for much more than we bought it. And I was able to invest some of the proceeds back into Cambridge to bring this business school to reality. And the faculty had been there. And I myself in 1970 did the precursor to the management studies course. It was then called Group F of Engineering. And all of those faculty interested in management and business were in that Group F uh, area, that sector, a little office in Mill Lane, about a dozen people. But they wanted their independence, but there was no way the university could really provide it. So when I came along, I was able to work with them, and we generated the ideas and the plans for this building and for the other developments that we've uh, now had. And so certainly for the last... 20 years I've been pretty intimately involved. I, I chaired the advisory board for the first 12 years, chaired the architectural committee that uh, oversaw the planning permissions and the building of the building. And so it has, it has been a journey. And of course, it's remarkable that now just after 20 years, we're so well placed in all the various league tables around the world. So really with the combination of the energy in the business school and the tremendous heritage of Cambridge has really worked to, to enhance the brand. And there seems to be quite an appetite amongst business with managers to, to actually uh, cash in on that brand, if you like. The Executive Education School at the Cambridge Judge Business School is growing. You know, what role do you think it's fulfilling for business? Why that hunger now? Well, in, in the local Cambridge area, as I mentioned, that the cluster works extremely well and the business school is very much at the centre of that now. Indeed, almost unthinkable that there wouldn't be a business school in, in Cambridge compared contrasted with the position 20 years ago. But the, um, in the wider way, obviously the reputation now is, is, is worldwide. Uh, the executive education has grown tremendously in the last uh, four or five years. Once we'd established the basic academic, we could then build upon that with executive education and a series of courses of several days or a week or two weeks or so. And that's now attracting people from all over the world. We've got several Chinese delegations coming here uh, this year from their major banks, we uh, do work, obviously, with the, the UK government and senior people there. We have a whole raft of, of British industry and continent, continental European uh, industry who come here for those courses, both open courses where anybody can enroll for the particular subject and also courses specifically with particular companies that wish to address uh, particular issues for them. You also, at the Cambridge Judge Business School, value laden. 
uh, if we look at business and politicians and what's happening globally, they're both striving for sustainability. Do you see the two worlds, business and politics, moving closer together with a shared purpose rather than being divided by competing ideals? Might this be one good thing about the financial crisis? Well, I, I think in the long term that's right. Sadly, in the last couple of years, the politicians have bashed the bankers rather a lot. I think the politicians have a, a lot to be guilty of themselves, both this country and across the Atlantic, in terms of encouraging uh, too much credit and allowing the banks to do too much. Um, so they have been bashing the bankers, and there hasn't been a lot of friendliness there. But I think in the long term, it's vital that the politicians and the business work together, but that they see their separate roles. Business should work within a framework, and the framework should be set by the political system of the country. It's not in many ways for the businesses to set the framework because they, they're there to compete. But it is very important that there's proper discussion between business and politics about what the framework should be, what capital ratios for a bank is proper, uh, not allowing them to go down so far that um, the banks become at risk, allowing the things like food safety and things like energy use. All of those criteria are proper political discussions but they should be done in conjunction with business so that the answers that, that emerge are sensible and will allow the country to stay competitive um, at the same time as protecting consumers and protecting the system and, as you quite rightly say, ensuring sustainability for the whole of the, whole of the uh, society. Those challenges that you outlined at the beginning that, that managers face, are you at the Cambridge Judge Business School now well-equipped to basically skill them for these complex futures that are going to require collaboration amongst businesses across borders globally like never before? Well, I think we have got pretty much all of the skills and the student body itself is very strong. On our main MBA course this year, there are about 165 students and they come from 47 countries. So in almost every project, there'll be people from a whole different range of countries and continents bringing their own cultures to bear on the subject. They come from all sorts of different backgrounds, whether they've been engineers or doctors or IT specialists or managers or whatever. Uh, they bring all of those different cultures into the mix as well. And then, of course, we have a very international faculty and, indeed, an international advisory board. So given all of that, I think we bring to bear very precisely and people can focus very much on the international aspects of business and the speed of change, which is what I also referred to. And so actually understanding the complexity of the modern world and how we try to equip managers to understand that complexity and give them the skills that they need. And just finally, that is your original vision. It, it's coming to fruition, and it's coming to fruition at a time when the world is complex, the world is troubled, and it, it, it basically needs to tap into that vision. Yes, I think the vision was that we could build upon the strengths of Cambridge University, that the academic study of business and management was an entirely proper study, and that we could apply the, the heritage and the uh, way of approach in terms of research and teaching that Cambridge has developed over many centuries, they could be applied to, to business and to all the related areas to really make a difference. And I think in these first 20 years, we have begun to make a difference. Sir Paul Judge, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today as a principal benefactor of the Cambridge Judge Business School at the Grand Reunion Weekend. I've enjoyed it a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you.